0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the Word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets and and let your nets for a catch. Let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise
0: you, Lord Christ. May the words of
1: my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and redeemer. Amen. Amen. First I would like to say that I am thrilled and delighted to be here. I've been here since early this morning. Had the wonderful opportunity to celebrate Eucharist and to preach at the eight o'clock and to lead a lively discussion at the nine o'clock forum. I've known Tony and Nick for a number of years. And it's a privilege for me to be here. And as many of you know, Nick is replacing me at all Saints in Stoneham. Thank you for having me. In the great African-American tradition of gospel music, we know that those who toiled in the fields of the plantations of the South sang. They sang not because they were happy. But because it enabled them to be connected to one another and connected with God, having grown up in the South and old enough to have memories of seeing people in the cotton fields of plantations in blazing hot summer heat, it amazes me to think that people even had the energy to sing. The choir will know this. One of the great African-American musical traditions that have come down to us is call and response. One person would call out through singing a line of text and everybody else would then respond. It was and is intended to be a simple genre. It was a way of singing, keeping in touch. Keeping connected hour after hour of back-breaking labor, of bending and stooping down to pull out a cotton bowl from a thick, sharp-pronged, hardened shell. Where do we suppose they got the inner strength to keep going? Where do we suppose they found energy and zeal to sing, even when life was miserably hard and extremely difficult? The fishermen in today's gospel passage from Luke lived lives that were hard, perhaps miserably hard, perhaps miserably difficult. They fished at night. The fish were clever enough to be able to see the nets cast into the lake during the day. During the day, the material from which the nets were made was quite visible. So they fished at night. Who knows, but that these fishermen also had day jobs as well as families for whom they needed to tend and care. The life of those who fish For a living isn't an easy life. And we all know that. Where do we suppose they get the inner strength to keep going? Where do we suppose they find that they have in their jobs some kind of response to life? A life that is hard and difficult. Isaiah. Must have had energy and zeal following the great epiphany he had in the temple. When he heard the voice of God say, whom shall I send? Isaiah's response. Here am I. Send me. But if you remember, before Isaiah made that response, he said, woe is me. I am lost. A statement of great humility before God. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, Paul has already experienced the call to discipleship and already responded. However, he is very clear to say that he is the least of the apostles. A humble posture before God. Jesus called the first disciples to himself. The great miracle of catching fish. Peter, James, and John responded by leaving everything, perhaps the greatest catch of their lives, to follow Jesus. In all humility, what does Peter say? Go away from me, for I am a sinful man. In all three of these accounts, The call of God was real and responses required great strength. Where did they find the energy and zeal to let go of what they knew to embrace a life of the unknown, a life that was potentially not easy, a life that for all but one of the apostles ended in death? The ultimate sacrifice of discipleship. As I studied and prayed this past week with these passages, the aspect of call was almost too easy. What finally came to me was that call is certainly a very real and treasured thing for us in the Christian tradition. But how can we find the strength Energy and zeal to respond with the yes that is needed. When God calls us to God's self, when God calls us out of our comfort zones to follow, when God shakes up our lives with stirrings of the Holy Spirit, what do we need to respond? I believe we need humility of mind and heart. I believe that we need a disposition to change and transformation, interior solitude, perhaps, but also an ardent yearning for more in life. In Frederick Bruchner's book, "Wishful Thinking," he tells us, the place. God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. As some of you heard in my uh, presentation in the last hour, my own journey of response to God's call to discipleship has been one that I can truthfully say was rooted in my childhood. But I, like so many of us, have had to make our way through the thick and thin of life and church to discern what an authentic call to discipleship really means. It comes through the intersection of a deep awareness of that human need To which one profoundly responds, it comes from an overwhelming sense of one's relationship with God and one's response to God's question, whom shall I send and who will go? What does it mean to leave one's comfort zone to follow, to embrace an authenticity before God, to be humble before God, to acknowledge that God could be calling us to something deeper, something more profound, something more life giving, something more transformative. Have you ever had to make a decision about your relationship with God? A decision that came from your profound awareness of need for God and a response to it. Have you ever had to grapple with how to respond to God's presence as you have experienced it deep within yourself? Clearly, more and more of our sisters and brothers are caught up in a jungle of life to the extent that a place for God is less and less important in their lives. You and I are here today because we believe that God's call to discipleship is real. We believe that our response to that call has us here and not at home or at Starbucks reading the New York Times or the Boston Globe. Our response to the word we hear and the Eucharist we share can and perhaps should shake up our lives. We are challenged yet. We stand tall because we have decided to follow Jesus. The ups and downs of our lives, the sadness and fear that we experience, the pain and suffering of illness, loss of loved ones, ends of relationships, unemployment and underemployment. None of these things can keep us From the profound love of God that holds us no matter what happens to us in life. That love embraced Isaiah. That love embraced Peter, James, John, and Paul. And it is that love that embraces us as well. A love that we can deny, but that we cannot escape. God's love is freely and generously given. It united the slaves in the cotton fields of the South and our sisters and brothers trapped in rubble and sadness in Haiti. It is a bond that unites us to God and to one another. Our profound awareness of the needs of others and our authentic response are born out of our deep connectedness with God's powerful love. A love that we experience in our personal lives as well as in the community of faith we call church. We come in response to that love. And we go in response to love others in return. Amen.